This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome back Scott Sauls. Scott is senior pastor of Christ Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee. He's also the author of numbers of books, including Jesus Outside the Lines, From Weakness to Strength, Irresistible Faith, and most recently, A Gentle Answer, Our Secret Weapon in an Age of Us Against Them. That sounds like a timely book. Before coming to Nashville, Scott served at New York City's Redeemer Presbyterian Church as lead and preaching pastor and also planted two churches. If you'd like to learn more about Scott and read his writings, check out his blog at scottsauls.com. Scott and his wife, Patty, have been married for 26 years and have two children, and I am looking forward to our conversation today. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Champ. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here, and I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about one of the verses that you want to talk about today. What verse is that? Yeah, that would be uh, it would be Proverbs fifteen one, uh, where uh, it reads that a gentle answer turns away wrath. It's been a, a verse that's been on my mind a lot these days, especially in the climate that we find ourselves in, where gentleness uh, is in short supply, and uh, you know you you know all the all the trigger words and the the buzzwords polarization, mm-hmm. racialization, politicization radicalization, you know, and so on. There's, there's so much uh, amplified division, so much amplified uh, outrage uh, in recent months and really years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, that this presents a, an opportunity for people of faith, especially to consider how we might be counterculture mm-hmm. in that kind of culture. And one of the things that especially comes to mind, Champ, is how Mr. Rogers has become popular again uh, for Mr. Rogers neighborhood. I, I, you know, especially those who are over the age of 40 will vividly remember Mr. Rogers. And I remember, Oh yeah. Yeah. A uh, documentary on his life was released a few years ago. And then uh, also a Hollywood film with Tom Hanks starring as Mr. Rogers uh, was released and both were very popular uh, films and, then you have, uh, you know, Ted Lasso, uh, which is one of the, the favorite, you know, series now that people are watching. And, you know, both of those, one, re- one a real person, one a made up person, mm-hmm. both are characteristically gentle and kind. And I think the fact that there's such an appetite for what both of these men, you know, one real and one fictitious have to offer in terms of being gentle and kind says something about where people are. Uh, it suggests that, that there might even be a quiet majority that's just craving the fruit of gentleness uh, and uh, but not really knowing how to get there and you know coming from the the christian tradition and as a follower of jesus christ one of the fruit of the holy spirit is gentleness Mm -hmm. and christ described himself as one who is gentle and humble in heart Mm -hmm. and uh those who come to him find rest and so what would it look like to be rest giving people in in such an anxious climate um, because the fruit of God's gentleness is working in our lives in response to how gentle Christ himself has been toward us. 
So Scott, this really is a timely verse and a timely topic in the day in which we live, as you just articulated. And it really makes me want to go to this question. And that is when we talk about gentleness, maybe we can start with a definition. When we talk about gentleness, are we talking more about the way I feel inside as the speaker or about the way that it is heard by the hearer? Mm. Is gentleness my motive or is it how I'm heard, like my manner? That's a great question. And I, I think it's both. Uh, you know, mm. all fruit from the Holy Spirit pursue, proceeds from the heart. Uh, and is fulfilled in the way that it's experienced by those around us. And to your point, which I think is a really good point, you know, I was recently having a conversation around these lines. You can have two very different responses to the very same behavior. Uh, in the same way that health is always going to respond positively to health, unhealth will respond negatively to health. Hmm. In the same way that Un, unhealth will respond positively to unhealth and health will respond negatively to, to unhealth, right? And so people who are not um, drawn to the ways of Christ and to the fruit of the Spirit are not going to recognize or at the very least not going to appreciate the fruit of gentleness. And a great example of this is in Luke chapter 7, where... Uh, what looks like a prostitute, what seems like a prostitute, comes in uninvited to a party, a dinner party that's being hosted by some religious moralists, Pharisees. And Jesus is there. And they are appalled at Christ's willingness and, and even eagerness to engage on friendly, kind-hearted terms with this woman. Deals very gently with, with her situation, with the brokenness and the, the damage that she's brought on her own, on herself, and, and that others have brought on her on her and have gotten her into this position of being a prostitute. And they criticize him and call her a sinner. And he stands between her and them and sort of bows up on them and just says, Do you see this this woman? You know, she's she's expressed love, she's expressed faith. Her being here seeking what I have to offer is a beautiful thing. And yeah. You haven't even offered me, you know, anything in terms of hospitality. And so, so they're experiencing confrontation. She's experiencing gentleness from the very same hmm. experience, right? He's protecting her. He's, he's giving her safety and protection. And they, as the bullies, are all of a sudden feeling uh, on the defensive from the same exact behavior. So, you know, health responds well to health. And this woman is getting healthier unhealth responds poorly to health, like the Pharisees do to Christ. So if someone said, Scott, I hear what you're saying, and yes, gentleness is important, but you know, I'm a truth speaker, and mm -hmm. I know we speak the truth in love, but there is not only a, a problem with gentleness today, there's a problem with speaking the truth today. Mm -hmm. So if that's my perspective, where I'm coming from, what do I need to hear from Proverbs 15.1? Uh, I would say that a gentle answer turns away wrath. Wrath is something that we want turned away uh, and done away with, right? Uh, especially in human relationships, right? The, the whole purpose of that proverb is to say, here's how you deal with the problem of wrath. And so, so on the one hand, absolutely, yes. Um, the people of Jesus in particular are called to reflect the person of Jesus, who is both a priest, uh, meaning that he's gentle, and who is a prophet, meaning that he will speak the truth, uh, including truth that is hard for, for the listeners to hear, just as he did with those Pharisees I just described, right? Um, but I think as Christians, since we're not Jesus Christ, uh, and therefore we have the potential 
to be both sinfully kind by being codependent, by being unwilling to ever say the hard things, Hmm. or by being sinfully prophetic, which isn't really being prophetic because we're just harsh. And, 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 you know, our, our, our challenges and our constructive feedback lands not as loving, not as an attempt to build some, somebody up into some, somebody better and more life-giving and beautiful uh, as opposed to tearing somebody down. And so uh, one of the things that we say at our church quite often is, and remind ourselves of, is that to be truthful without being gracious is not actually to be of the truth. It's actually to be a, a bit of a bully. To be gracious without being truthful is not really being gracious as much as it is to to be codependent and dysfunctional, right? Jesus came full of both grace and truth. He came with law and love. He came with compassion and conviction. The two always have to run together. And depending on the situation, you you know, some situation call for majoring in truth and supporting it with with love uh, and others, other situations call for majoring in love and supporting it with truth, but, but one without the other and you lose both. So I think on the one hand, it's a very good point and a very important question. On the other hand, we've got to be very careful with that question that we're not coming from an either or perspective, uh, you know, sort of what about Yeah, I know you're talking about gentleness, but what about telling the truth? Well, it depends on the tone with which you do that, because truth gets lost. Uh, You know, I've I've never, for instance, known a single person who was scolded into becoming a Christian. I've known lots of people who are loved (laughs) in a very truthful way uh, into becoming followers of Christ. And so, you know, that's a case in point, I guess, from my anecdotal experience. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for reminding us about Jesus calling us in his word to unite truth with gentleness. So would you just pray and close our time and ask the Lord to give us unusual grace to strike this Mm -hmm. balance? Absolutely. Lord, thank you that you came first in both grace and truth. In fact, you came full of both. You were 100% gracious and 100% truthful, not 50-50, but 100-100. And uh, we thank you that because of that, we are the beneficiaries of your constructive truth that that helps us to become better, that helps us to repent and to do an about face from the things that are unhealthy and not good in us and sinful in us and damaged in us. We thank you that as you do that, you also do that graciously, that you do that in such a way that we know that you love us. We know that you're for us and not against us. And so, Lord, out of having received all of that from you, make us those kinds of people as well, to be appropriately, for every occasion, full of grace and truth, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.